7.40 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. Here in studio with me, we have Sheriff Chip Simmons, Scammy County Sheriff Chip Simmons, and also taste tester extraordinaire, uh, smoking coach, and uh, kickball aficionado. I think is this everything about you? That's a, that's a lot. That's that's enough. That's a lot. You got me on both now. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. I've got, I got two microphones in front of me, making me feel important. <laughs> Pick the one that works best for you. Yeah, so, no, um, that's that, that'll be me. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Good to have you. Uh, let's talk about events too, because we got some really important news to get to as well. But let's we always kind of start to talk about um, you know where there's been crimes and things. There was a shooting last week. Uh, I think it was on Wednesday uh, in Teakwood Circle. Uh, what happened here? Yeah, this is one of those, you know, we talk about some of the homicides that we see, and some of them are, uh, about a third of those are domestic-related. This one, there was a family argument, and a stepfather walked away from a stepson, walks into his, um, into his, um, into his, his bedroom, back in the bedroom, and then the, um, actually, I think it's the stepson walked away, no, stepfather walked away, stepson follows him, okay. in which uh, he shoots at him, and... And then he follows him out and shoots him a couple more times. So this is a stepfather on a stepson uh, homicide. So the stepson was the victim in this case. The stepson was the victim in this case, yes. Wow, and we don't know other than they were squabbling what led to it, just moments and people got upset and they couldn't resolve their differences and couldn't stay separated. Uh, yeah, I got the names. It was, uh, let's see here, Okerling uh, was arguing with his stepfather, Martin Cardenas, in the dining room. Cardenas left the room. And Oakling followed him, and when they heard a loud pop, um, Oakling sustained multiple gunshot wounds from uh, a forty-five caliber. And that, that will do it. You, you know, it's we we. I feel like we cannot say it enough. It's what I tell my kids all the time. You know, they squabble. I tell them, just you don't have to be near each other. Leave the area. Just leave the area. How much how much crime of this sort would be avoided? How much pain and heartache and suffering and cost and jail time would be avoided if people just didn't have to have the last word, didn't have to pursue the argument, could just separate, breathe, and calm down for even a minute. Massive difference in what that does to people, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, again, that's that's the problem we have. A lot of times during the holiday season, um, we have domestic violence goes up. Yeah. You know, we have a lot more more squabbles, and uh, hopefully that this year we won't see that. Hopefully we have cooler heads will prevail. And as you mentioned, maybe people can can separate themselves and um, you know, talk about it, talk it out later on, or just walk away, just yeah. leave, just get your keys. I, I, I'm wondering this. It hasn't happened in my house, um, but I'm wondering how many times someone says, that's it, I'm out of here. Get your keys and leaves before how Thanksgiving, you know, dinner, and and, yeah. and at least no one gets hurt. Right. You know, you can you can be angry with them, and this is fam- all families have this this to some level. And it's funny how that rage thing, like, you know, what seems to the, like, I absolutely have to do this thing right now, and if you can manage to breathe and get, you know, 50 feet of separation, it's no longer the thing you have to do. It's, you know, it's just one bad choice among all your choices. And, you know, it's, it's amazing how that works. We also had a, uh, an account north of Scambia had published that you guys had a, um, I guess, a claim of a drive-by up in Brat, just south of the border on Highway 99 on Friday. Uh, yeah, we got a report of a, of a drive-by. I don't think anyone was hit. Okay. And, and we're still looking. We're still investigating it, but we don't really have... Much more than that. Um, okay. We are asking if anyone has information. Because sometimes people will do these things and they'll run their mouth a little bit. Yeah. And um, and word will get to someone and we'll hear it third hand and then we'll backtrack all that and find out that some of the information is pretty accurate. Okay. So if anyone says has information, please please let us know. Uh, as you well know, we had this case uh, involving a West Florida high school English teacher who uh, was involved in a shooting at a wedding out of state. That's not your case. You're not involved in that. 
there's no connection between you guys in this in this particular incident. But I did want to ask you if there was any part of it you knew or you know, I don't know if there was any part of it that involved your office at all. I'm not aware of any history of any of anything with this okay. with this particular individual, and that would be the only thing that we we really looked at. I mean, because we were surprised like everyone else when we read about it. Um, you know, jurisdictionally, we have no we right. have no authority over over what happened. That's why they were, he was arrested up there. Um, but it just was as much a surprise to us as it is to uh, probably to anyone else reading it. And I know there was a it was really FHP, but you guys I think were in the vicinity where there was this uh, chase and arrest, and I think a pit maneuver was involved on Saturday with a high speed chase. Is that right? Yeah, you know, whenever we uh, chase a car or get behind a car, or the Pensacola Police Department gets behind a car and starts chasing one, or FHP, they'll we'll let that jurisdiction know. We'll let other people know in case they're in the area. Specifically FHP, because there's not as many troopers in the area as there are deputies. Sure. And a lot of times these chases lead to um, abandoned cars and people fleeing on foot and that sort of thing. So um, we were in the area. By the time we got there, the trooper had already pitted him, and uh, his trooper car was, was pinned up against the other car, and I believe the trooper already had them had the, uh, the suspect caught. So it was a good job by, 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 the, yeah. by the trooper in that case. And, and, you know, for people who don't know, the pit maneuver is when you bump them with, you know, your front to their rear, and you slide them sideways, and you make them stop. At least that's the goal. It spins them a bit, yeah. you know, and, and, it, and mostly, it, and again, it, the design is uh, during a turn or during a slower speed. I mean, we, we, don't, we don't necessarily want, want to be pitted in the interstate when mm-hmm. you're doing 60 or 80. Uh, but the plan is to stop them. Now it depends. If you're shooting at us, we'll pitch you wherever we we can. Um, but typically, it's it's a like you said, putting our front bumper to a rear rear bumper bump, bumper, uh, tapping them a bit, and it'll spin them out usually pretty good. And if we have enough people around, that'll, that'll pretty much put the end of the chase. And hopefully, it's an end that's peaceful. And you know, because everything else is kind of dangerous in that situation. I, you know, I had a uh, conversation with a lot of my deputies yesterday, and I told them I said we we have these these push bumpers. For a reason, the big ugly black things These on the big, front of the big car. Yeah, in yeah. the front. I mean, we're not worried about what you know, cattle. We're not worried about cattle. Uh, <laughs> right. We're worried about uh, bad bad guys, and we're worried about stopping them as quickly as we can. And if we. You know, give me a hammer and I'll 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 beat out the dent in our in our fender. But I just <laughs> right. want these bad guys, these felons, um, you know, to to know that that we're we're not going to just give up on them. We're, they're going to go to jail because exactly you know what they're right. doing. They're stealing cars. And then they're going by doing shoot drive uh, shootouts, or they're doing drive-bys, or they're doing something something else bad with them. Um, you know, so I, we don't want we don't want any part of that. And if you can get in the middle of that process, you can prevent the uh, ultimate bad thing from happening. That's good. That's good. Word, word spreads from the and I call them bad guys. And you know, if anyone gets offended, that's that's uh, too bad. They're bad guys. I will. Tell if you, you don't that, want to be called a bad guy, don't yeah. don't do bad things. Right. I could call you worse. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> a bad guy. But um, you know, word spreads quite quite quickly I, I tell a story a lot that um when we arrested an individual um his his question in the middle of the interview room was is that deputy gonna get in trouble and this guy says for what he says because i ran that stop sign he ran a stop sign too that deputy was supposed to stop <laughs> you know he he wants he wants discipline on the deputy because the deputy didn't you know actually engaged him and stopped this this bad guy Oh so, my God! Anyway, there's just no, yeah. I mean, there's no de- no end of that depth, I guess. Like I said at the beginning, we're talking to Sheriff Chip Simmons that uh, we had some news to get to that wouldn't be related to crimes particularly, but uh, one is um, Shot Spotter. Yeah, Shot Spotters, as people can recall, it's this system that allows for um, you know multiple cameras, uh, not cameras, but but microphones, and and we have a three square mile area. I think the city has a three square mile area as well. 
And um, we got this grant through the state uh, for a couple hundred thousand dollars, actually. This is a very expensive technology. But the thought here is that as soon as it detects a gunshot, it alerts all the deputies and in, in our dispatchers. And it's been live now for about a week. And we've already gotten several reports, um, some of which are target practice. Some of them seem to be celebratory in nature. Some of them, uh, we believe, are just people that, that um, you know, handling a weapon, seeing if it works and that sort of thing. Um, because we haven't yet had a, a case where a shot spotter alerted us to a location and an individual and a victim was still there. Um, so, but it's working. It's it's probably the best way to kind of test it to see yeah. if it, it does work. Um, I again, as I I talked to some of our deputies yesterday, they're like, "Wow, you know, that's that's pretty quick. It can kind of tell you the address, the, where the ad, where the um, the shot is coming from, how many shots. It can even typically tell you the direction of the projectile really so if i shot to the east it'll tell me the shot's going to the east wow and it's it's supposed to be pretty good and detect uh discern from fireworks and and backfires uh to to gunshots and uh, i don't know if i want to read it on you know hear it and and, and monitor it during new year's eve right you know, i get but, you but or I, i'm just amazed you saying it's been up for a week and you've already managed to catch what would probably otherwise be unreported gunfire, right. but you know, people testing or people target shooting or people whatever uh, mistakes, you know, things like right. that. You guys are on scene. I mean, I don't think this word is going to get around pretty quickly that oh yeah, you can't shoot a gun anymore in Escambia County in these areas anyway. Well, that's certainly the hope, and that's our our our, our sincere hope is that we combine Shot Spotter with our real time crime scene. Yeah. So, um, uh, if uh, again, if, if our dispatchers at, at in the dispatch center and they see shot spotter going off at a certain location, then they can they can our real time crime center can pull up any cameras in that area, see which vehicles are fleeing. In the past, we wouldn't know that until someone reported it. Right. Sometimes four, ten minutes later, and by that time, we we don't have you know unless you can go back and re- you know catch the recording on these videos, uh, which many of them do not have. But but there are opportunity for us to say, hey, this looks like a white pickup truck that's leaving the area. That way, our responding deputies will know much quicker i mean minutes quicker and in these types of cases minutes matter wow that's fantastic i didn't i thought it wasn't going to be ready for about another month or two so that's a very good news the other thing is uh and we'll probably talk about this more when we get closer but uh there's an ordinance that your office your legal office work with the county's legal office on this revised ordinance about median standing and interfering with traffic and you know, one of the key things about that is it's not going to affect somebody who's on the sidewalk. It's going to affect people who are in the median. I think of like the exit ramps at Brent, for example. Right. The person who's on the like the sidewalk next to the grass doesn't affect them. But if you're at uh, like Davis and Olive or something like that, or then right it would or Brent and yeah, Brent and Davis, anywhere like that. If there's a median, they won't be able to be on the median, right? That's correct. Yeah, uh, as you can, as you recall, there are a couple of ordinances on the books, but all of which are under constitutional challenge or constitutional yeah. review throughout the, the entire state of Florida. So no one is really enforcing them. No one that I'm aware of is enforcing these ordinances that they have. So what what we worked with the county, um, and, and credit goes to the county for for doing doing this, for doing something right, for trying. Um, and now we have um, this ordinance that is, is could potentially, if it's passed. Um, uh, uh, allow us to enforce this medium uh, medians are, that are under six foot, which aren't very many, to be honest. So most medians are, are a lot bigger. If it has grass, it's typically more than more than mm-hmm. six foot. So the ones we're talking about are the smaller, mostly concrete ones. Um, and, and what the the rule here is that we watch it for a couple cycles and then we warn them. If they come back, then we can we can arrest them. Not only us, but um, code enforcement can enforce it as well. So my my point is, we plan on enforcing this with the the, the day it becomes effective. Uh, if it's if it's voted on, 
um, and it's effective. The day it, it, of, of the effectiveness, we will we will be we'll start enforcing it, and and we intend to. Um, not we're not trying to fill the jails up with it with these people. We just want them to get off of that median. Really, is what we want. Right. And then we can start work on some other, you know, maybe some some more robust ordinances that can that can alleviate, alleviate some of the other issues that we have. Mostly trash. Yeah, trash in, has in been that. a big issue, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I you know I I'm a fan of this ordinance. I wish you guys felt like you had the power to do something. And I know that's the purpose here is to give you the power to do something. We all know this is a problem, and you know finding that constitutional balance and being able to enforce something that'll hold up in court. You know, not that that's the goal, but just being able to enforce something that doesn't violate people's constitutional rights. That's the goal. So. You know, everyone everyone has rights. I mean, and, there, right? and there's there's a level of humanity here that and, you know, if people are hungry, I'd I'll be the first one in line to give them something to eat. I happen to know that there are plenty of places for them to get to get food in this community, and you don't have to just throw your trash all over the roadway. I I, I think that there's a a happy medium, not median, happy <laughs> right, medium here where um you know where where we can we can we can show grace and we can be compassionate but 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 uh, people have to run a business you know and 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 I'm I'm aware of some things that have taken place in some of these camps that uh, that, that are criminal in nature and I'm aware of some things that you don't want your kids to see so uh you know I I, just, I think that there's a way we can we can hammer this you know hammer this out mental health food addiction and, and just common sense ordinances. Absolutely. Sheriff Chip Simmons, uh, Scammy County Sheriff Chip Simmons, is always a pleasure, sir. Thanks for doing what you do to keep us safe and informed. We'll talk to you again next week. You bet. Y'all take care.